friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. Today's date is October 9th, 2020, and it's Friday. So wherever you are, it's, it's Friday night, Friday morning, Saturday morning, or Friday afternoon. Thank you for being here. We're happy to have you. And as always, the easiest way to get in touch with me is via the website, which is GenZandMillennialExpert.com and via email, Jason at JWigginsConsulting.com. So again, thank you for being here. We hope you're getting ready for the weekend. We've got a great podcast today. We're going to talk about the trials and tribulations of school student loans for millennials and generation Z. And then I'm going to talk about some of my experiences with student loans and some of the pitfalls that I ran into. And then we're going to talk about some specific ways that you can help get help for college or pay for college. And then we'll leave you with a few quotes at the end that will kind of sum everything up and help you move forward with the rest of your day. So again, we're going to talk about millennials and Generation Z and financial the financial constraints of tuition, student loans, etc. And when you're dealing with student loans, many folks will say regrets are a part of life because the rising cost of student loans have been a common regret. Uh, previous generations were not usually worried about the cost of tuition, but more so about the campus experience. The baby boomers, maybe Gen X, they were worried about being able to have fun, enjoy the weekends, enjoy the college experience, and tuition didn't cost an arm and a leg. Now it costs arm and a leg and a head and a stomach and a chest it's and then somebody else's as well it's gotten so expensive now but you know now with covid a lot of people are delaying school because if you can't be on campus and you're having to pay full tuition for an online learning experience that doesn't make too much sense so the thing to keep in mind is that people can feel very different about decisions a few years later uh, when it came to the rating of the fallout of early financial actions, most millennials uh, queried about the concern that what tuition was costing them within their four-year degree or if they were in advanced studies. Now, many folks will blame it on the newfound freedom of college uh, that students experience. Uh, there was a recent poll that polled and not a significant number, but, but a reasonable number to get a good to get a good reflection. But a thousand people were polled, a thousand millennials were polled, polled uh, within a uh, you know determining how if they they budgeted for any sort of budget in college, and forty seven percent didn't use any sort of budgeting techniques. They just basically floundered through their financial aid and didn't exactly do anything with it. 43% uh, accrued credit card debt while they were still in school. 
and therefore they have seen their student loans increase even when they stopped going to school. If they weren't paying, or even if they were paying, they were paying compounding interest depending on the student loan. So I, what I'd like to do is, is talk a little bit about uh, the warnings from millennials to Generation Z. Many millennials have struggled through college. They could have had opportunities to uh, purchase homes, condos, worked early on, and really built up a savings and investing that money and could be doing very well today. But the road they took was for more knowledge, uh, increased uh, independence, and enjoying their beginning years on their own. And so now millennials are trying to warn Gen Z that, you know what, college is important, but you have to do it in a smart and intelligent way. And we're going to talk about some of those key ways to do that a little bit later here in the podcast. Now, if there's anybody that was a poster child for the pitfalls, for the, the problems when it comes to working with financial aid or spending financial aid or not abusing financial aid, well, I should say, or, or abusing financial aid, unfortunately, I am that poster child that has done that. I have failed when it came to budgeting for my financial aid. I racked up nearly $200,000 with uh, going to a four-year school and then grad school and then finishing my PhD. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not regret uh, obtaining all that education and achieving a terminal degree. But what I do regret is on how I managed my overall finances. With that student money, student loan money, I went on a couple of different vacations, one to Italy, one to London in consecutive years in the early 2000s. I was never really paying attention to how much money I owed. I knew that I was reaching the federal limit. Back then, the federal borrowing limit was, I believe, 135000 but even after I did that, I started paying my own tuition out of pocket, but I wasn't fully aware how the interest was compounding. And by the time I ended up finishing school, as I mentioned earlier, I owed a couple hundred thousand grand almost. Now that'll take a slice out of anybody's pie. I don't regret it. I'm still very fortunate. I have a great career. And, you know, I also have a teaching job that helps pay for those student loans. But I would warn anybody that make sure you have a game plan. I always talk on my podcast about having a roadmap. A roadmap leads you from one place to your final destination. In this case, it is the beginning of how you're going to pay for your student loans. And the end result is once you achieve whatever whatever prolonged education you desire, at the end, you will not be stuck and indebted with an insurmountable amount of debt. I know I will be paying debt for the next 25 years, and there is nothing I can do about it. But again, it's important to understand that the debt doesn't go away. You can't bankrupt student loans. Uh, there's nothing you can do. It's kind of like taxes and going to the bathroom. It's something that you have to do. And 
you know, you could default, but if you default, then there's a whole bunch of repercussions. And so I would say, do anything you can. And now talking about paying off student loans in probably around 2009, I, I had already achieved the master's degree. I couldn't afford to finish my PhD at the time. I was, I still had about halfway to go. I ran out of student loan money, as I mentioned, and my loans were due to start paying and I didn't have the money. So what did I do? I used a little unknown loophole. Maybe it's known, but I went back to community college. Yes, I went back to community college. I had a master's degree in MBA and I went back to community college and started studying acting and taking acting classes and for about a year. And I was able to get my finances in order, uh, pay off some bills, uh, move, you know, reduce the amount of rent I was paying. I, I moved from a downtown mid-rise to more of a, I hate to use the word ghetto, but I would say the, the more sketchier part of town. And from there, I started paying $1,600 a month, re-enrolled back in the PhD program, and I did finally graduate with my PhD back in 2016. So that brings me full circle to my experience, how I had to figure out a map on how to finish school. And now I am paying my student loans every single month and I'm happy to do so. Granted, I made a lot of mistakes and I shouldn't have ever accrued that much debt for financial aid. And so that's again what I want to share. And that's what millennials want to share with Gen Z. Uh, so that's part of the financial lessons today is like my dad would say, don't do as I do, do as I say. That was something I learned a long time ago. But again, I wish I would have paid more attention and listened to some great advice. My mom had mentioned to never get a credit card and I did get a credit card and I racked up debt. So fortunately I did get smart later and that's why I'm able to share some of these podcasts because of all the significant experiences that I've had that unfortunately I had to suffer because I didn't listen to great advice. But there are some ways that I mentioned earlier to start paying on your, or excuse me, seven way, ways to help pay for college. And there's obviously free money. There's, there's grants and some state and federal government do give out grants, which as I mentioned, it's free money. You don't need to repay them back. Uh, sometimes if you ask for the college for money, they'll give you more money. They also have work study jobs that you can work at and gain money for college while you're still working. There's also private scholarships. And you know you have to really work for these. It's not easy. You usually have a lot of competition. Uh, again, you can take out loans, but I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, again, learn from my misfortunes of being wrong. Uh, you can, there's a $2,500 tax credit that you can claim, but in today's $30,000 a year, uh, you know, financial aid, sometimes it, that's not going to help much. Uh, you can live off campus and or enroll in community college. Community college is a great way to start off your college career. Yes, you don't get the party as 
freshmen and sophomores at a college campus. However, some community colleges do have party campuses or at least campuses in general, but it's a cheaper way to start. And then let's just say college isn't for you. You didn't waste two years or 20,000 to 30,000 a year for something that wasn't for you. Again, there's always trade schools. Uh, there's the, also the 529 college saving plan. So for any millennials out there that have family, I would recommend the 529 college saving plan where you can save for your uh, son or daughter's college fund tax-free. And again, they don't really ever pay any taxes on that unless you decide not to use that money for college or you take out the money early. Uh, again, there's financial aid appeals and you can also borrow from your parents. And then there's also, you know, you working full time and going to school full time. Those are some of the options that you have available. But student loans at the massive amounts should be avoided at any cost. They state that the a recent survey state that the recent college graduate um, graduates with between fifty dollars to $100,000 in debt. And that in many cases is for a four-year uh, degree, not even an advanced degree. But with that, I wanna make sure that I also reiterate college, universities, uh, they are a very important part of education. That's where we get a lot of our knowledge. And that's why I've learned a lot of my knowledge is through the university along with real life lessons. But a couple of the inspirational quotes I wanna leave you with is one by Nelson Mandela. As you know, Nelson Mandela is a very famous, uh, you know, historian uh, when it comes to uh, how he treated people and, and, and what kind of impact he had. Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. You can change the world, yes, but you don't need to get in 100% debt to do it. And of course, another great quote is by Gandhi. Education is the first step for people to gain the knowledge, critical thinking, empowerment skills they need to make this world a better place. Life as if, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. Again, that was by Gandhi. Uh, the cure for boredom is curiosity. <laughs> there is no cure for curiosity. <laughs> so again, the cure for boredom is curiosity. There is no cure for curiosity by Dorothy Parker. And I'd like to leave you with the last quote by a Chinese proverb. If you are planning for a year, sow rice. If you are planning for a decade, plant trees. If you are planning for a lifetime, educate people. And again, that's why I'm here. That's why I enjoy this podcast. I do it for the ability to help others. So please share and subscribe. And I look forward to talking to you again next Monday, excuse me, this coming Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care, friends. Bye-bye.